0: I get asked all the time until today why I left UCT. Africa's number one. University. <laughs> Not um,
1: anymore. I mean, <laughs> I mean
0: and what I um, ultimately focused on is um, bettering myself um, right. and trying to like reach the optimal level. The fact that you know being a black woman right. um, means that I have an opportunity to um, to be a trailblazer and mm-hmm. to like enter space.
1: Welcome everybody. This is Alpha Delta, a podcast where we have conversations with people operating at a higher level than most with the hopes that it motivates and inspires people to become the best version of themselves. So today I'm joined by Melissa. Melissa <laughs> Melissa is someone who I've known um, just through similar social circles and I've been really impressed by, you know, just the things she's done and just her journey and whatnot. But uh, Melissa, you know, for those who don't know who you are, could you just, you know, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, where you're from, what do you do and where do you go to school?
0: Sure. Hi everyone. I am Melissa. I am a tech entrepreneur, um, a lover of life and mm-hmm. adventure and travel. Um, I originally from Kenya, but I grew up in South Africa. Interesting. Yeah, I went to school, um, same school in South Africa from like first grade to twelfth grade. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the University of Cape Town. And then I transferred to the African Leadership University. Um, and then I recently finished my master's at Tsinghua University via the Schrosman's Scholars Program.
1: Nice, nice. Very cool. All right, so my first question for you is, um, what are you passionate about and why?
0: I'm passionate about many things. Okay. Um, but if I had to pick one, I would say I'm passionate about giving artists a platform to showcase their art okay. um, and to try to monetize it
1: interesting so it's more about just giving back to artists sort of trying to empower them to just like you know find um their own ways to sort of make a living from what they do and their craft and whatnot right yeah
0: that's
1: cool that's cool um all right so you know taking a step back um i want to only talk a bit about your childhood you know just give us a general picture of what that was like you know what was it growing up um what you spend your time doing what was high school like for you You know, just give us just that overall experience
0: okay um, so I think the first part of my childhood was a lot of fun. Okay. Um, there's a really large Kenyan community in South Africa. Oh yeah. And, yeah. True. Yeah. True. And they were like, yeah. uh, we had a lot of family friends with a lot mm-hmm. of kids around my age. and I have an older brother as well. Yeah. Um, so we just, you know, my parents used to have a lot of parties. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. Do a lot of things with other right. kids. And so right. it was just generally like, um, it was generally just a good time. Oh, yeah. That's um, awesome. As for like high school and maybe like my more teenage years, um, I I think that's when I started to realize that I went to school with a lot of very wealthy children. Mm, interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and yeah. I quickly realized that um, there were many things that they had or that they could do that mm-hmm. I couldn't do. Right. Um, and so I think that really started to um, shape my future aspirations. Right. Um, I remember being in ninth grade mm. and there was this geography tour that was like all across europe mm. you know five different countries yeah yeah, and i wanted to go so badly yeah um but i didn't even ask my parents because i just i just knew that I yeah
1: go. it wouldn't be possible yeah.
0: yeah but i just remember like feeling like the whole school was going on that tour mm. and i wasn't i mean that's a bit of an exaggeration <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so i think that um now when i like look back and think about how you know in, in university i traveled so much right but i traveled the most in europe so i right. think it was kind of like having that 360 moment
1: oh okay yeah. yeah it's like now many many more years now you have your moment
0: right yeah. you get to really
1: experience it yeah. and i'm sure it's like a lot more enjoyable that way right now that you're older <laughs> and you really understand just like you know what it's like going abroad to europe and places like that
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's a different feeling when you um afford yourself that opportunity
1: rather than your parents afford it right um, I mean you definitely talked about something really really interesting it's um, you know realizing at a young age just the differences that you have um, within society um, I don't know if you want to but like I would really want to sort of dive deep in the, into that a little bit sure. um, you know just like you know I want you to just you know just like sort of reflect on the, that experience you know and, and sort of think about like how has that shaped who you are today
0: yeah. Um, so I've always found it to be a bit complex okay. um, because while people like um, love, like let me say, a rags to riches mm-hmm. story. Um, yeah. It's a bit more complicated when maybe you're not like objectively poor, but mm-hmm. then within your context, your community, right. you're right. significantly like you know yeah. in a lower a lower right. class and like the people that that you're with. Right. Um, so I think for me it was like um it's always been a difficult balance between you know being fueled by the fact that Mm. i was constantly surrounded by people that um had so much more money than me um, and it affected you know like social circles or friendships things like that or like it just made me like even though i was still friends with you know the same people it was like i couldn't go to all the concerts all of this all of that um so i think on one hand i channeled it as fuel to be like well if i want a certain lifestyle. Then um, I need to do what for it, it takes. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> um, sure. But at the same time, I really tried to be grateful mm. um, because I still I didn't grow up poor, and I still had yeah. um, a lot. And you know, so I want to be grateful for everything that I did have. Right. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, I I definitely resonate with that. What you're saying in the mm. sense of like you know, sort of. You develop this like um, hunger to like yeah. you know pursue certain things and achieve certain things based on what you've been exposed to and what you've seen is possible right yeah. given a certain specific kind of environment and it's like you know now you will fully understand for yourself okay what the standard is. It's like this is what I want right yeah. and, and like you don't yeah. want to compromise on that absolutely. Um, so I, I resonate with that a lot for sure. Um, so my next question for you is you know can you, walk us through how you got to where you are today. You know, just tell us a bit about some of the things you've done. Just sort of just give us that whole entire journey.
0: Sure. Um, so I would say my journey started um, after high school. Yeah. Um, I studied finance and accounting at the University of Cape Town. Right. Um, and a few months in, I started applying to AOU. Mm, um, yeah. You know, if somebody just told me about this new university, Yeah. Africa's next generation of right. media <laughs> like aspiring entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I, know. So I went to LA, so I know, yeah. I know. You get sold on the mission and then it's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah, so it was like, oh, wow, this is so cool. And it was like, you know, it's not just about the education. It's right. about like the leadership <laughs> and the journey. For sure. um, and I think for me, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's exactly what I need right now mm-hmm. um, because I always dreamt of going to UCT, but when okay. I was actually there, it just—it felt like I just felt a bit underwhelmed. Right. Um, and so I was like, maybe this is an environment that will push me right. and, and change me. Right. So then I transferred after one year, mm-hmm. um, and I think like I faced a lot of criticism when How I made that decision because okay. all my UCT friends were like. This is the best university in Africa. Like, yeah. why are you leaving?
1: Right.
0: ALU is a scam. Like, right. who has a university in Mochit? Like, this is <laughs> like you are being yeah. paid. You're making a mistake. Wow. You don't support your decision. Wow. You know? So, yeah. um, but I mean I did it anyway. Okay. Um, and I think that because of like having to go against all that criticism from the moment right. I got to ALU, I just had this mindset of you know, anything that I want to try mm-hmm. to be, like anything that I aspire to be, I'm going to try to be it right now. Right. Um, and so I would just be like, hey, what have I always wanted to do? I loved fashion growing up and I was like, I want to host a fashion show. So then I okay. hosted a fashion show at ALU. Oh, interesting. And I started the arts community. Interesting, arts at ALU, yeah. and hosted festivals and this right, and that. Right. Um, and it kind of just like, it went from there. Um, when it came to internship season, mm-hmm. um, I told our career development manager, well, I want to be an entrepreneur. So, yeah. you know, like, where should I intern that will set me up? Um, and they were like, you should do consulting. And I was like, mm. I don't know what consulting is, but okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and then I did my first internship um, at Bain and Company. Um, cool. and it, was, it was really, really difficult. I can
1: imagine, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and after I did that, I was like, wow, well, that was so difficult. Um, but I was in... My home country so what can mm. i do next year that will challenge me right and i was like okay let me try go to a different continent mm. um so that i'm challenged like i'm in a new space. right um right. so the next year i did an internship in japan and tokyo
1: oh interesting yeah, yeah
0: with an ngo
1: yeah that must have been some experience right like
0: honestly it was like Best time, I right. think. such a good time. Yeah, cool. Um, and then Bain had told me to come back the following year, but I still felt like I think I watched the movie The Intern. Oh, okay. Um, the yeah. Internship. Yeah. <laughs> of like the Google internship, and I was like, "This is so cool. Yeah, it looks I amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was like, "Cool, let me try intern at Google." And okay. like, I hustled my way. I didn't know anyone that worked there. I didn't know like anything like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I ended up getting a chance to intern at Google. Nice. Um, so I did that in the Dublin office, um, mm-hmm. and then I went back to Bain again, like, directly after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the year after that, I was kind of all interned out.
1: <laughs> okay, you sort of just kept, it's like, yeah. I'm done, it's a wrap. Yeah, so I did okay. some
0: other, like, fun experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, after that, I made the decision to go work at Google um, full-time. As right. a product marketer, um, and then after about one and a half years, I quit. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> um, to do my masters, mm-hmm. which I just finished in July. Um, Congrats! Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. And since then, I've been working on my startup and um, some of my other business ventures full time.
1: Mm. Awesome. I mean, that is quite a journey, <laughs> absolutely, and and very very interesting things that you've been working on for sure. Um, so my next question for you is you know what has been one pivotal moment in your life that has shaped your career and the follow-up question is you know what has been your greatest achievement in your career so far
0: Um, so I think as I alluded to my decision to um, go to ALU and actually following up Mm -hmm. on that um, was a huge pivotal moment for me Um, I get asked all the time until today why I left UCT, Africa's number one university. <laughs> not um, anymore, I mean, <laughs> I mean. And I always <laughs> just say that if I stayed at UCT, I would be a chartered accountant and, as a right now. Um, mm. And not that there's anything wrong with that, right. but I think I would have been doing it out of not knowing like what other possibilities mm-hmm. they are and right. um, what other options I could pursue that align better with who I am and what I, want to
1: be. Right. Makes a lot of sense. That's and it's just going it's definitely relating to like the first um conversation you're we having just around, you know, exposure, right? It's like such a fundamental thing because yeah. it's only once you're like out of like your usual environment that's when you get to realise what's actually possible out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's that's really, really interesting for sure. Um I'm curious like what is what is okay, leaving Google, what is that like? I'm sure you must have got a lot of uh, uh
0: feedback yeah. from
1: it. Um
0: Yes, I surely did. Um, I always knew I was going to leave Google from the time that I joined, from when I was even applying. Okay. Um, I always saw my time at Google as a bridge, um, as a way to you know, gain experience, validate mm. myself, um, you know, uh, gain some sort of respect in the industry. Right. Um, so when I left Google, I think it helped a lot that I was leaving to do my master's.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, right. I think it would
0: have been different if I was leaving to do my startup directly. Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. yeah, doing a master's is a lot more socially acceptable. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so sure. it was just like, okay, cool. You know, you go do your master's program and that China thing. Like at yeah. the time, I was supposed to go to China, so it was <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone at Google is very um kind about it and okay. very nice about it. Um. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's that's interesting. So it doesn't seem like there was that. There wasn't as much like. Friction in terms of like just the transition because it was as you said more socially acceptable.
0: Yeah, to... I mean there was a lot of friction, you know, kind of externally, but I okay. think I just blocked it out. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people being like, "Why would you leave a job in Google? Yeah. You know, how does that yeah. make sense?" Like, yeah, you know, just the pressure from the yeah, it was like, but um, I don't, I haven't really paid much attention to those um to those comments. Yeah. So you like, yeah. Aunties, fabulous, <laughs> you know. Of course, of course, right. People on Instagram, so yeah, yeah. yeah. For your feedback. Yeah, thank you.
1: <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> mm. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so my next question for you is, you know, what is the biggest challenge you've ever had in your life, and how did you overcome it?
0: I've had many challenges.
1: Okay, naturally, <laughs> really. Naturally. Um,
0: <laughs> I always like to take up a challenge okay. um, so again naturally it follows that the challenges that I take up get bigger mm-hmm. as I move on in life right, um, so right. the biggest challenge that I have um, encountered is the one that I am going through right now mm, um, right. which is transitioning from you know existing being used to existing and thriving within um, an already established organization right. company mm-hmm. like in the corporate you know just having to meet Targets and just, right, you know, right. get good performance reviews. Yeah, um, yeah. transitioning from that to trying to build my own company right. and establish my own company culture. Um, yeah, and do something that honestly has been very difficult yeah. and challenging, but very rewarding. Very mm-hmm. rewarding.
1: Yeah, no, I can imagine it because like you go from a space where there's a lot of certainty, and now it's just complete uncertainty. Right.
0: Yeah. And yeah. it's
1: like yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm more or less in a similar boat, working at a startup and trying mm-hmm. to also build my own business like yeah. this media company and whatnot. And it's just like, I like it because every day is sort of exciting. Yeah. You know, every day is a new challenge. Every day is, yeah. there's always something to do, always you know, and something to work on. You never get bogged down by like the mundane tasks of like day to day work. But um, it's, it's definitely fun. That's, that's the thing. It's definitely yeah. fun yeah. to some degree. It's
0: fun. And, and it's a huge change, you know, like when I worked at Google and people would say, Oh, what do you do? And I'd say, Oh, I work in marketing. And they'd say, where? And I'd say at Google, it would be like, oh okay like no further questions mm, that's that yeah um, but when you tell somebody that, like oh I'm working in my own company I'm working at my startup they have so many questions for you like right. all of a sudden, everybody is a business expert
1: <laughs> they all have advice right it they really all have advice, two cents to so tell
0: concerned you about you know everything <laughs> to do hilarious. with your business
1: <laughs> yes, that is so funny yeah
0: Um. so I've actually changed to telling people that I work at a tech company and i just don't mention that i own the that tech you own company the tech? because then i get many like much less questions yeah
1: yeah company. i'm like i actually take the same funny enough i take the same approach like people ask me yeah. what do you do i'm like oh i work in tech and media that's actually what i say yeah, yeah. and just keep it like that <laughs> just, and if know. they ask further then the next phase i'm like oh you know i help this company sort of build their commercial and product infrastructure mm-hmm. and then I run a media company and it stops there. Yeah. And then only then like for those really really curious <laughs> really, people really curious. that's when they yeah. ask for It's like all right okay now I'll just tell you everything at this point cuz like you you've made the investment to actually ask this much yeah. so. But most of the time it's just like the first response everyone's just like oh okay cool
0: moving on. Yeah, moving on. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, all right so my next question for you is you know what advice would you give someone who's trying to do the same things as you?
0: Okay. Um I feel like I've been saying this for years, okay. but like step number one, always figure out what you want. Mm, um, you right. can't achieve a target that you didn't set. It's true. Um, and I strongly believe that you can have anything, but you can't have everything. That's very true. Um, so that figure out what true. you want. Um, and then secondly, try kind to of figure out and learn what you don't know and what you don't mm. know you don't know.
1: <laughs> that's yeah that's a really good one yeah uh-huh. yeah
0: um and thirdly don't self-disqualify you know yeah. um apply yeah. for that job put yourself yeah. forward for that opportunity shoot mm-hmm. that shot rather get told no yeah. than tell yourself no
1: yeah yeah no i, I really resonate with the self-disqualifying thing a lot because a lot of times i found people always um reject themselves before even just yeah. making the first attempt. Yeah, know. yeah. And it's like, I mean, obviously, like, I understand it because I used to be in that mm-hmm. s- s- um, phase of my life as well. But over time, you realize it's like, it's just a no, right? Yeah. It's just a no, right? And it might that's,
0: be a yes. Anyway, that's, exactly. That's
1: it's a 50-50 <laughs> chance, right? Yeah. It's a 50-50 probability. So it's like, yeah, no. I mean, I, I honestly feel like everyone out there, should you should always go for whatever it is. Like, just ask. Like, just go for it. Ask. Like, because you just never know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I, um I used to get so many, you know, questions and DMs about different internships. Like, how did you get in? How did you get this internship? Yeah. How did you get this internship? And I just was like, I applied. Yeah. You know, <laughs> step like, one. Did you apply? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was
1: like, oh no, I, I saw the like, qualification. Exactly. In For like exactly, you know,
0: and it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, like we don't all start off with like crazy networks or insiders exactly. or this or this or this. You just
1: don't. Just,
0: you work with what you have. Yeah. And you try your best and. You know you would be surprised things work that you never imagined would work and-
1: exactly exactly no i agree i mean just you know just think about just even my life and the things i've done it's like it always just came down to just me just, just doing it just yeah, asking yeah. asking for this interview you know asking you yeah. even though we don't really have like a strong relationship just come come on yeah. this podcast and mm-hmm. and everything so it's like yeah it's just just do it it's like it, that's like the fundamental thing behind anything great yeah. is just starting right so yeah um all right so my next question is you know where are you heading to um what are you hoping to accomplish in the next couple of years
0: where am i heading to mm-hmm. that is a deep question <laughs> um <laughs> mm. i think for me i try not to um myself down to very specific targets or very um yeah i don't like Aspire for very, very specific opportunities like 10 years out or 15 years out. Okay. And the reason why is because when I look back, um, so many of the opportunities that I um, was lucky to get, I didn't even know existed like right. one year before or two years before. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, as cliche or maybe like a general as it may sound, <laughs> yeah. like what I um, ultimately focused on is um, bettering myself um, right. and. Trying to like reach the optimal level, you know, of me, um, and in doing that, trying to make the biggest impact that I can. Right. Um, and I just think that, as much as it's something that's um, very cliche and very kind of like overstated, right. um, A lot of people don't do it, you know. Mm. Um, one of my favorite quotes says something like, you know, we all have the same goals. So it's not about, like, what your goal is. It's about, like, what are you doing um, every day to achieve it? To
1: achieve it, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's actually probably the most important thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, I know there's this, uh, I remember reading once, there's, like, an an analogy about how, you know, you have two basketball coaches, right? Mm -hmm. Um, One coach has the goal of winning the championship at the end of the season, Mm -hmm. and the other coach has the goal of, or just focuses on making sure that the team performs the best Mm -hmm. every single day. in in training and like you know the question that comes like all right who has the higher chance of winning this championship right right and it's like (laughs) both of them do right yeah you know it's like you could just focus on the now and the actions of day-to-day without having a goal in mind yeah but you'd still end up there yeah just from just the actions that you perform
0: yeah yeah and I think it's always a delicate balance because sometimes if you know you say okay I want to have a net worth of 10 million dollars and yeah. every day that you wake up and you don't have that net worth right. um, you can feel a bit unhappy you can mm-hmm. feel like you're not there yet um, and you could almost feel like you're waiting to get to the destination exactly um, in order to like have a sense of happiness so um the way that i like to think about it is that mm. yes i would like to make a lot of money yeah and have of a course big impact uh-huh. um but i try to ask myself like Every day, like okay, am I willing to do what it takes? And like, mm-hmm. what are the best things that I can do today right. um, to be one percent better than and, I was the
1: previous Yeah, I like that. I like that that reflection. I think that's really really important. It's like being able to understand what you're doing now and sort of like just take certain steps or actions towards improving from the previous day, right? Yeah. Um, so the next set of questions I have here are a bit more personal.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and the first one I have for you is, uh, do you practice self-improvement? And if you do, what do you do?
0: Yes, I do practice self-improvement. Okay. And I have been practicing it for a very long time. That's awesome. Um, and what do I do? Um, vaguely, I would say I focus on learning um, yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, more specifically, what does that look like? Um, for me, it looks like... Um, reading um mm-hmm. i love audiobooks mm-hmm. um it looks like reading i read nonfiction. Mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah i know people normally think that's very boring but oh wait what I people that. actually think that's boring yeah really? like my no, cousins i know, judge I know. <laughs> much. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, i read nonfiction books and i learned so much um i read books written by people that i look up to mm-hmm. um Um, I love podcasts. Um, I love like educational, you know, YouTube videos and things like that. Um, I also, you know, sometimes try to do courses. Um, and then I think most importantly is that I, um, I ask for feedback. So Mm, right now, you um, I lead a team. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm constantly trying to be a better, um, manager. I'm constantly trying to see how I could better, you know, enable the people that I work with, um, to thrive, right. um, and so asking them,
1: yeah, for you know, feedback, yeah, for feedback right. directly, and uh-huh. creating a
0: space where they feel like they can be honest, right. um, has enabled me to see what some of my blind spots are and how right. I can be better.
1: Mm, that's now that's cool. Those are, those are great self-improvement practices. Um, which you know, for everyone watching, like please take a leaf out of her book. <laughs> um, my next question for you is, you know, what is one area of your life you feel you could improve on?
0: um i would say creating content more consistently okay I love <laughs> you I and me love, both <laughs> yeah, i mean i love making content i've yeah. loved it for a while now but okay. it's just something i've um never prioritized doing consistently right right
1: <laughs> right and it's like it's funny because like it's, it's actually a lot of work it's so much it's work. like like influencers make it look easy but it's it's, it's a lot it's, of work
0: it's honestly so much work, it's especially if you want to keep getting better if you want to make exactly. you wanna something grow, you actually you wanna, like mm-hmm. you know yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah because it's like one, one thing i've especially realized with, with my own socials is like trying to find a balance between quality over quantity
0: yeah that's
1: that's my daily struggle like every single day because i'm always like all right is this a quality post that i know will get a lot of views mm-hmm. or am i just posting just because it yeah. just seems cool to me right yeah. and it's like trying to find the balance between things that i like
0: mm-hmm. that
1: are impactful and are high quality mm. such that it just builds the the brand in a sense in the way yeah. i want it to be built right so yeah i hear
0: you
1: yeah it's, it's 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 interesting for sure um all right my next question for you is um what does being a woman mean to you
0: what does being a woman mean to me um Funnily enough, I think on a day-to-day basis, I don't like think of myself like I don't think, mm. oh, I'm a woman, you know, and so right, you know, this right. and this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, being a woman um, means embracing duality. Um, it's very important to me that even as I chase the hustle and the grind right, and like right. the startup life, that I um, I don't try to be. I don't try to do it in a manly way, or okay. I don't try to be a man about it, yeah. just because majority of the people in that space are men. Right. Um, I really mm-hmm. try to embrace my femininity, right. embrace being a woman, right. um, and show up like as my authentic self. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I am, you know, aware of um, I am aware of the fact that I'm often in spaces that are um, predominantly men. I'm aware mm-hmm. of the fact that people may look at me or treat me differently because right. I'm a woman um, right. but I don't ever um, I don't ever let that affect the way that I conduct myself right
1: right it's very interesting it's like um, it doesn't really define me essentially yeah. Like, yeah yeah I mean
0: it doesn't define me but at the same time I think that um, I'm very cognizant of the fact that you know being a black woman right. um, means that i have an opportunity to um to be a trailblazer and Mm -hmm. to like enter spaces and make way for people to enter spaces that um black women haven't been before you know so um for example like i was the first um kenyan woman to do the stratsman program
1: interesting yeah Yeah. so it's like
0: you know and when i was an intern at google there was 120 interns and i was the only one from africa wow um so it's like for me it's like me doing those things and like that's why I tried to share about it. Um, right. It's so important for me for other people who look like me to see it and be like, "Hey, I can do that too." <laughs> absolutely,
1: absolutely. And you know, like that is literally just the like the ethos behind the podcast. Mm-hmm. Literally, what you just said. It's like you know, I'm trying to interview as many people that are of different backgrounds yeah. and have them share their stories, such that you know, someone sitting at home or watching and listening to this, they be like, "Oh." I really resonate with what this person is saying yeah. and we try to sort of follow their path or try to do something similar that they're doing mm-hmm. um, because again going back to like, I guess the overall theme of this conversation is that it it provides that exposure
0: mm-hmm. right it provides yeah.
1: that exposure to, yeah. to to people right um, so my last question for you is you know what does Alpha Delta mean to you
0: what does Alpha Delta mean to me yeah <laughs> um, like the podcast or the name yeah
1: yeah i mean you can pursue however you want to i mean like obviously it's the name of this podcast obviously (laughs) um and you have some context about what the podcast is yeah um so based off of that like
0: um so i think about it as a platform for people to share their stories Mm -hmm. um and i think as you alluded to sharing stories is very powerful Um, Because when somebody sees an aspect of themselves in somebody else, it Mm -hmm. can give them the confidence to um, strive for something that they might not have ordinarily gone for. Um, And so I think that representation is so important. And so given the fact that, you know, um, from what I've seen so far, your podcast has been, you know, a lot of people of color, a lot of Africans... Um, a good amount of women yeah. um i think it's so important for like for those stories to be out there too and those Absolutely. narratives to be out there as
1: well mm-hmm. i agree 100 <laughs> percent cool so we're pretty much coming towards the end of this conversation um do you have any questions for me
0: yeah i do okay lay, <laughs>
1: lay them on me come on
0: so what does alpha delta mean to you and to what me. do you mm. want it to mean to
1: others to others um very 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 great question um so to me it's okay oh well, how can i tackle this question um so obviously like i'll talk about just like you know the whole mission and vision behind it right it's just like you know um being able to build a, a community of people who are just striving to become the best version of themselves um you know a community where like you know people are are improving, whether it's you know physically, spiritually, emotionally, um, mentally, all those different areas. Um, so I'll actually explain the story as to how the name came about. Um so now I was like really, you know, I first came up with the idea of like, oh you no, know, I should just like have conversations with people I know just to share the mm-hmm. stories. And I was like, you know what? Like these people are um in like they're a set, right? They're a group of people, right? And yeah. like, how do I categorize them? Another time, what came to mind was like how frats and sororities sort of work mm-hmm. in the U.S. Um, so, you know, the name Alpha sort of stemmed from like that. And then I thought about Delta. Um, but Arinze gave me like the mm-hmm. best understanding that I always <laughs> use all the time when I talk uh-huh. about it, is that the way he understood Alpha Delta is that, you know, you have Alpha, which mm-hmm. is like first striving to be number one. And then you have Delta, which is like change. Right. Mm-hmm. So these are people who are constantly changing in order to be number one. Number one. Right. So cool. I, I heard that. And I was like, yeah, that's I'm going to use that. I'm going to credit you every single time. But <laughs> that is the definition that I'm going with 100 percent. I love
0: it. But yeah,
1: that's what it means to me. Um, and sorry, what was your second question?
0: What do you want it to mean to others?
1: Yeah, um, I guess it's the same thing. The same mm-hmm. thing. You know, I really want it to be a, a resource for a lot of people. I really want it to be. Um, I think the fundamental thing is just. Um inspiring to people and just motivating as well mm-hmm. that you know they can do whatever they set their mind to as long as they work hard for it. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, through sharing the stories, it's it's just getting people exposed right, to what's possible. Um yeah. All
0: right,
1: cool. Awesome. Um, so you know, final remarks, um, where can people find you? And is there anything that you want to promote on this episode?
0: um nothing that i would like to promote um where you can find me number one place is definitely instagram (laughs) if you'd like to hear from me every day um (laughs) at malichi bliss Mm -hmm. um you can also find me on linkedin twitter Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm kind of scarce on those platforms okay
1: okay (laughs) and for everyone watching i'm just going to put all the social links in the description so you can just scroll down and just be able to connect with her so yeah all right thanks so much for joining us on this uh episode it's been such a pleasure
0: cool thank you for having me yeah for Mm -hmm. sure
1: um for everyone watching you know this is an episode of alpha delta and you know really the purpose of this this podcast is just to sort of motivate and inspire people to become the best version of themselves i've been your host joe karaoke and i'm joined here by my guest melissa and this is going to be a goodbye from us peace
0: Cool. Yeah. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs>